What's up, guys? Welcome to a Vibe Call West Radio. Today we have a very special guest, Quajo. What's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm blessed, man. How are you doing? Doing really well. Um, really excited to be able to talk to you and just, you know, I want right off the bat, I want to say just your enthusiasm, positivity, and just eagerness to like come on this platform and share your story and just like be a part of you know, the conversation. I'm, I'm just really happy that um, you're, you're coming on, man. I, I feel really good about this episode. So thank you. No, thank you. I'm, I'm super blessed and fortunate uh, to be on here. You know, you guys reaching out whenever somebody wants to take the time to get to know me, my story or anything about my music. I consider that such a blessing. And I actually found out about you guys through my boy, Joey Hip Hop. He gave me a shout out when he was on here. So, um, you know, I'm just very blessed and fortunate to be on here. I really appreciate you guys for your time. Yeah, of course. And, you know, shout out Joey. He's such a, um, similar to you, just positive part of this amazing community that we love. Absolutely. Um, he has been such a great, uh, just friend to this podcast. He had a great episode and he's given us so many amazing artists like you. So I'm happy that you shout him, you shouted him out because I was going to shout him out. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, kind of before we dive into the episode, you know, I've been doing some research and I got to say, man, there's, there's one thing. I wanted to tell you before uh, before we started, and it's that Digimon Adventure Season 1 is the best season. Oh, my gosh. This is already going to be the greatest interview ever. <laughs> I, I've, I found my people. Um, we can we can we can devote a whole other episode to just talking about Digimon or whatever you want. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I agree. Digimon is goaded and is better than Pokemon, um, but we'll leave it at that for now. We'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> I love it. You know, I saw just how passionate you were about the seasons. And yeah, I mean, like I was, me and my, my sister, who's like not even like, I don't know, like she doesn't like love anime like, like I do. But like even right. like when we were younger, like Digimon was so good. So I when you when I saw you tweeting about that, I wanted to say like, I love that show too when I was dude, a kid. It was it's like, it's awesome. the best and it's still amazing. Literally, uh, dude. And then, you know, I also now, so we're going to pivot a little bit now to the more traditional part of the interview. I just wanted, you know, um, to also wait before we get into that, how is your finals? Because I know you're a college student. I want to ask yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, it's actually perfect timing. I know we were originally scheduled to have the interview Tuesday, um, but it turns out I actually had like two finals that day as well. Uh, so knocked those out, and the rest are kind of just like projects and presentations. So it's going smoothly. You know, it's my last year. Um, you know, just the final stretch. Senioritis is kind of kicking in, but you know, we're making it through. We're making it through for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, so, again, like, I love just, you know, being diligent about that in the way that you, the capacity that you can right now, but right. also, like, what an amazing um, way that you're kind of teeing up your life post-college right now with all these releases and just the success that you're having, so it's a really kind of, seems like a great path that you're on, so I'm really happy to hear that. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah, of course, and then, so, guys, for the listeners, new and old, the way that we do this interview is prior to the interview i asked quajo what was his favorite album of all time he said it was care for me by saba so what i did is i went to spotify i see the songs based on total number of streams one through eight and i put it into a tournament bracket so the way that the songs progress quajo's opinion quajo are you ready to find out the best song on care for me by saba I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't think there is an answer, but you know, for 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 this for this purpose, we we got to find one. We got to exactly. narrow it down. Yeah, for the exercise, and like I understand it, it's tough, especially when it's your favorite album. And like, there's an album, like you know, I think one of the amazing parts of this album is how short it is, and because of its length, each song is so incredibly strong. Absolutely. 
So what I'm, I would imagine that it's going to be a little difficult. Um, but thank you for doing the exercise with me. And let's start off with the first matchup. So the first matchup is going to be life versus smile. Okay, I'm going to be completely transparent and honest here. When I first heard Care For Me back in 2019, for some reason out of all the songs, life was not hitting the hardest. Not to say I didn't like it, but it wasn't hitting the hardest. But then a couple months later, I saw Saba and Pivot Gang um, in DC and Saba did life. Uh, and instantly my opinion just completely flipped. Like, it's just one of those songs that like, not even from a lyrical standpoint, but sonically, it's just so, you can hear the passion with like every single bar and the way he's enunciating everything. So I'm gonna have to go with life on this one. Smile is an incredible, very happy track. Of course, you listen to my music, you know, I just love radiating happiness in the songs, but when it's going up against life, it's like, you know, it's like you're 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 standing under the rim and LeBron's about to slam dunk it, you know? You <laughs> like there's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no other option here. Of course, I think yeah, there's a reason why it's the number 1 seed. And yeah, it, it's so different uh sonically than the rest of the album. It's, it's stripped back, but it's so hard. It's so hard. And just like some of the bars on, I'm trying to remember specifically. Yeah, I just it's it's pretty incredible. I think it's it's a great choice and again, you did a great job of explaining and you know one of the biggest parts of this podcast is bringing on people that love music and create music. So when you're able to really uh, distill why you like a song, it really helps the listeners. So that was a great answer. Let's now go to the second matchup, which is going to be busy slash sirens versus prom slash oh king. That's gosh. a crazy matchup. Nah, nah, Dude. nah, this is literally the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. <laughs> busy. Oh my God. Gosh, these are literally like two Hall of This should have been the first matchup. <laughs> yeah. This should have no, this should have been the championship. This should have been the championship. It's this should have been the championship. This is like Duke versus North Carolina in like the in the first round. This is crazy. Because you have Busy Sirens, which is arguably the greatest intro track ever made. Yeah. Uh just like the way he was able to seamlessly transition the two. Um and, you know, the fact that it wasn't even a cohesive piece when he first dropped it as a single, um, I think he dropped Busy and Siren separately. Um, but and then you have Prom King, which is arguably the greatest storytelling song of all time. It's like, what do you do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is. Oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> this is really it's a really tough one. And I agree. You know, it's interesting, actually. Um, I had, you know, the artist Dende. Oh, yeah. Dende is a yeah. goat. He, he's amazing and that's actually his favorite intro of all time is busy slash sirens i interviewed him actually right here in this place right that's there, crazy so. i was actually watching some of that interview uh like a couple of days ago when you guys were breaking down usher's album yeah that's fire it's, it's right here but yeah um i know man this is a tough oh, one i'm, I'm sorry I'm a, just, go busy <laughs> sirens like you have the point of view of like just what it's like to be black um you know in a world where people fear you just for existing um riding through the city i'm young i'm black i'm guilty oh my gosh mm -hmm. and then you have prom king which essentially uh captivates the whole theme of the album with sabbath dealing with the loss of his cousin and that that storytelling is something that i've never 
I've never heard before. Like I, I remember the first time I heard that song, I was just speechless. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Like both have struck me in such an influential way, mm -hmm. but Oh my gosh. Sab, <laughs> if you, Sab, if you see this, just know every song on this album is a 10, but for this, for today, we're going to have to go with prom King. We're going to have to send prom King for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that I know it's tough, but I think um, I think you broke it down in a really amazing way. Both are very honest, um, but I think the linear story of prom slash king is like I feel like a lot of people, not a lot of people, but like there could be songs like Busy slash Sirens, but there's only one prom slash king. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100 percent. Yeah, no, but that was that's tough. I'm sorry I didn't do that in the it's, first round. And it's like, even with, like, you feel like, like you're not there in that moment, but at the same time, like you feel like you're there in that moment. Like everything sonically, um, even up until the end, like at the very end, there's like somebody breathing really heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, and like when I listen to that, I'm like so invested, and then when it gets to that just heavy breathing, I feel like I'm out of breath, and all I did was sit there and listen. So. Just kudos to the goat that Saba is and how he's able to really, really, really paint a vivid picture um, with everything that he makes. So, again. yeah, and, just, and really transfer that emotion. Like how he was feeling when writing that is how the listener kind of leaves. Absolutely. Grieving and just, yeah, that was, that's, a, that's a very good explanation. That was, in, that was awesome. So, um, guys, what you're seeing right now is Kujo doing an amazing job of uh, breaking down his favorite album, but I actually now want to focus on him a little bit because he's an incredible artist. So I've been um, doing some research and I want to paint, you know, no, I just like, shed a light on some of uh, his creations and kind of just, you know, delve into his mind. So first, you know, I always think it's important for artists to distinguish themselves by creating not only a brand, but a true unique world that their fans can go to to interact with their creations. I firmly believe that you've done that by both explaining and leaning into the word Splek. You've coined it as your Hakuna Matata. And when I say the word Splek, what is the first thing that you think of? Wow. Well, right now, like just recency bias, I just had a really good piece of mac and cheese pizza. So <laughs> that's that what comes to mind as Splek. But overall, it's just... On a, in a, on a more serious note, just my life and, um, you know, all the many blessings that I've been bestowed upon recently, um, just being able to wake up every day um, is something I really consider Splek and just, you know, the relationships I have, the people in my corner, the music I'm making, um, just feeling a lot of gratitude. I kind of coined this phrase forever in a constant state of gratitude. And not only is just a, like a message to everyone for how I feel, but a message to myself um, that, you know, blessings in this life, big or small, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta appreciate all of them. So, yeah, that's that's really what Splek is to me right now at the moment. What a amazing word to lean on, like gratitude. Like that is something that I think is universal and that people should really focus on more, especially you know it's around the holidays and just there's a lot of things that are going on in people's lives and just to be and although it's busy, like to have the gratitude like be that be the paramount word is really powerful and i want to ask so i know when you were coming up with the word you you had a tendency just to create words that were maybe not in the dictionary are you finding that you're still doing that to this day definitely not as much as i was before just because like splick resonated with me so hard i kind of just hit the ground running with that um but yeah i definitely just you know 
lean on that phrase when I just apply it to a lot of real world things. And uh, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not in the business of just creating, uh, you know, synthetic words anymore. But who knows? Maybe one day that'll that'll pop back up. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Macchiato Rivera for now. I love that. I know, it, was, it was so sick. I remember when you, you, I saw the video where you, you said the three words. So, and then did that. So I know it's the name of the album. Yes, sir. So that was then, would you say the thesis or kind of like the guiding emotion of the songs? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so funny enough that we're breaking down care for me. Um, so I started making music back in 2019, um, which is the same year I coined the phrase Spleck. And of course, first getting into music, uh, kind of just learning how to navigate things. Um, of course, everyone who starts out naturally wears all their inspirations on their sleeve. Um, you can really hear it in their attempts to make music. And of course, Saba and Amine were the two biggest influences. Saba being my favorite rapper, Amine being a very close second. Um, loved the way that Amine was very fun with his melodic flow and just had fun with his music. Um, and Saba, the more introspective, vulnerable side. Um, but of course I fell in love with care for me and that was really the motivator for me to just rap. Um, so in my attempt to first culminate Spleck back in 2019, Spleck back in 2019 was literally an attempt to just recreate my version of care for me. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, um, I was just find myself struggling because obviously it wasn't coming from an authentic place. It was coming from a, kind of, you know, command V, command C, copy, paste type of mindset. Um, but, you know, once again, I'm just grateful to God for instilling such patience in me um, and really taking my time with this project because, you know, over time, as I sat with it, as I made the songs in quarantine, as I just continued to live life, as I really expanded on what Spleck was and what it meant to me, it turned into this beautiful thing that completely changed the concept of the project, completely changed the meaning of the project and completely changed everything about Splex. So what you hear um, today in that album is, you know, just a culmination of those past three years and everything that, you know, went into that. Yeah. I mean, what a beautiful lesson for, you know, the inevitable young artist that falls in love with your music and wants to go back to your origins and see, you know, cause we all, we always do that. We are like, Oh, like what are these interviews like and how they are? Like what a great lesson that you're distilling is like allow the art to naturally change because it's going to as you change and it's so true when you first start creating music um you emulate the people that inspired you to want to make music so i'm happy Absolutely. that you went through the uh i would say very common steps of then like creating your own thing so this guy's a fantastic album please please take a listen we're gonna i'm gonna dive into one of the records in a second but before we move on from the word split i gotta ask so like on like the totem pole of Spleck of how amazing something would be. How Spleck would it be if the Washington Commanders won the Super Bowl? Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. All right. I'm not even going to lie. Spleck for the Washington Commanders means making the playoffs. Let's just start there. <laughs> yeah. Like this team has put me through the blender for the past. I'm, I'm 22 and I became a fan when I was like, six or seven so like it's been quite some time uh you know obviously the last time we had any type of spleck was you know when rg3 was around but you know the amount of spleck that would radiate from a playoff win let alone a super bowl uh my gosh i i don't know like people 
would have to block me on all social media because I would not <laughs> stop talking about it for like the rest of my life. They would have to. Uh, they would have to play one of your songs at the parade. That'd be oh awesome. Oh my gosh, they need to. Yeah, that's so sick. I just I wanted to ask. I'm a big football fan as well. Oh yeah. Uh, awesome. So now I want to go kind of more, um, you know, granular with just a specific record on the album. And you know, your record that's tough was put on Fresh Finds Hip Hop, which most independent artists consider the gateway to a new level of their career. How did you find out about your placement? What did the process slash life cycle of that placement look like? And how beneficial would you say it was for both your mentality and the growth of your career? Yeah, so before we even get into that, I want to start uh, at the origins of this song. I'm going to kind of just give a few a shout out to a, a few people. So I found the beat for that tough on SoundCloud back in 2019. So my first year making music. Um, and the moment I heard it, I was like, yeah, like I need to like rap rap on this song. And I was like, and I need a feature, um, somebody who's just going to take the top off and just run off with it. Um, and originally I had a couple features in mind because, you know, it was my first year doing music. I knew some artists, but not too many. Um, I had this one artist named Jay Davis, local DMV artist, amazing. Um, but, you know, I sat on it more and more. A quarantine came around and Tall Cohen, the feature on That's Tough, um, actually came into my life by um, emailing my brother, Shinobi. Um, and he was like, yo, I think you're really dope. Um, would love to pay you to get on my song. Um, and then so he's like, wow, I mean, it was both our first year doing music. He's like, this has never happened before. Let me listen to this. He sends a track. Um, and when I tell you, like, my job was on the floor, I was like, why is he asking you to pay him? Like, I feel like we need to pay him. Like, he <laughs> was just an incredible credible wordsmith and assassin with how he crafted his words and the moment i heard him rap for the first time i was like okay i need you to be on the song um so you know 2021 2022 came around when i you know really started crafting the project i sent it off to tall and um you know his verse is really long and i was like yo if you feel like you know you need to punch in or anything like let me know i can pick up from there and he was like bro do you know who i am and like <laughs> within like 24 hours he sends me back probably the craziest feature verse i ever heard in my life um and then you know uh before the project even dropped i was telling so i was like if any song is gonna go crazy on spleck besides inside out obviously it's got to be that stuff like we like you carried this song to a whole nother level and he's like yeah 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 and then you know spleck dropped in it was a little bit quiet for a while nothing too crazy was going on um and then carl cherry a head curator at spotify um, he does this thing on Twitter where he uh, tweets, yo, I'm doing a listening session, drop a link to a song, you know, I'll check it out, see if I like it. Um, and then, you know, I've done it in the past. And what he does is he'll either send a screen recording of him listening to a little bit of the song or like it to show that he listens to the song. Um, I've had it with a couple of my songs. He's heard it, but nothing really resonated with him, I guess. Um, and so I have his tweet notifications on because like I, I can't miss when he does things like that. Um, and so the moment he tweeted that I was on my phone and so I instantly dropped a link to that's tough. Um, and a couple minutes go by hundreds of submissions, of course, pile in and he goes, replies and says, I really like this. I listened to the entire song and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, he has to like throw it on like rap caviar or something. Right. Um, and then, you know, to God be the glory, we ended up on fresh finds hip hop, um, and spilled ink. 
mm-hmm. um, still on there to this day. And we actually made Fresh Finds Hip Hop uh, Best of 2023. Um, so, you know, just another huge blessing um, that wouldn't be possible without Tall, my engineer Overspace, uh, the producer Scientific. Um, just a really incredible story that I'm really grateful for. So, yeah, that, that song and all the songs, of course, have a special place in my heart. But that that was a moment that, you know, you just just can't make up. So super blessed for that one. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of things that stand out. The first one is that the, your default words were like, I need to shout people out, which like, you know, shows just, I think, how much you value your team and that, you know, it's not you, you're just not a selfish person. You're very um giving with just the praise. So I thought that was really awesome too. Absolutely. Finding in 2019, allowing someone to have their moment at the same time, like, so make something better instead of being like, oh man, like this is too long or like X, Y, Z again, openness right there. And then the initiative to submit it, not in just the traditional DSP slash Spotify for artists way to go on grassroots of Twitter, man. You deserve that moment. Like, I'm very, very happy for you. You deserve all of that. Just for the way that, that, yeah, dude, the way that you painted that was perfect. And it made, it makes a lot of sense. I hope artists listening to this, it takes that much time and care and effort. It doesn't, you don't just make a song and upload it and it goes there. He had features, he had Twitter, he had, he had, there's so many different parts of that. He had a team behind it. So amazing job on that, man. Um, I appreciate that course and you know we're talking about your record that's amazing let's also now shift for ask more questions back to a record that you love and i love so much which is care for me so let's now do the three and the six matchup which is Oof. going to be i know i mean everyone everyone's tough i totally feel you on this it's calligraphy versus heavens all around me or heaven all around me Ooh. okay um this one oh my gosh <laughs> everyone he's like oh my like this i get is, it though uh i think for this one it's a little bit easier just because heaven all around me is just like you know again one one of those you know generational tracks like there isn't too many artists like i could probably count on my finger if i had like three fingers the the amount of people that could make a song like heaven all around me um again just creating a vivid picture this time from you know walter's point of view um you know passing into the afterlife and seeing everyone's reaction to his passing um and just again that vivid imagery uh just really strikes you and makes you pause wherever you are whatever you're doing in that moment and just really listen to what he's saying so you know we're pushing we're pushing heaven all around me through yeah that means great breakdown of i do love that song so much it's so like warm although like it might be melancholic it's very warm right when you're listening to it so awesome that's Heaven All Around Me is moving on. Damn, we're having a crazy matchup between those oh two later on. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. I'm now going to do the fourth one. We're now trying to break my neck. One second. So it's going to be Log Out versus, I believe, Broken Girls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love how everyone's going to see your reaction if they, when they see it on YouTube. If you're listening oh on Spotify, go on YouTube, and you should just see how invested he is in this. It's awesome. Like... This is like, this is like telling me to pick between like your first losing your my sense of like sight or losing my you know my hearing. Like this is like, which one would you rather lose? <laughs> I'm joking. Let's let's, let's, the, let's deal with one. Yeah, let's do one at a time. Sorry, it's this interview. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. Um, I think for this one, 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a push broken girls through, um, log out again, incredible track with an incredible message. I think just on a more relatable and personal note, um, like, especially, uh, you know, coming fresh out of high school and like navigating through the beginning of college, like, you know, broken girls and just like, you know, navigating between all the, mm -hmm. you know, the situationships and things like that, that I experienced it. I thank God that, you know, I have a, I have a four lifer now, shout out Anna. Uh, but <laughs> Love that. you know, broken girls is really hitting hard for me, uh, when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old. Uh, so we're pushing that through. Yeah. And like, I've, you know, a lot of, a lot of times our favorite albums tend to be time capsules for a time period in our life. Yeah. And like for you to say broken girls was a, uh, it connected to you at a time when like, you know, you were in an environment with probably like just more people your age, you're in college and high school, you know, you're like exploring different relate. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then, so, you know, I want to ask really quick before we move on, you know, so Chance the Rapper's on Logout. Yeah. What, what was your, why do you think Chance has not been able to make the quickest comeback? Like, what do you think is getting on, going on right now? Because I feel like he had one of the brightest futures in history of hip hop and then sadly is, and I love Chance, like I truly right. do. I think Chance is still a top tier artist in my book. I think that, Same. of course, the big day was not as big as he hoped for at all. Um, but if you go through my Twitter and you scroll through my, my tweets, you'll see I'm a big advocator for Chance uh, and his comeback. I think when he eventually does come back with another album, he's going to shut a lot of people up and people are going to remember just who he is. But I think that um, just because of, you know, what he did with uh, Coloring Book um, and just, you know, how he moved early on in his career and how he established such dominance and then. He kind of went the more mainstream route, I guess you could say, with the big day. And uh, people kind of saw that the music wasn't up to the standard that he had already set. I think it was really a turnoff for a lot of people and they tapped out really quick. But in all honesty, in all honesty, I know the big day probably isn't like the best album, but I don't think it's the worst thing that's ever been made. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's 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 not the best, but I think like Eternal or Smino, like that song, that song's fire. It is. Now, yeah. the, the the bars you know, are kind of questionable. But yeah. I think just, you know, knowing who Chance is, knowing what he's capable of, I think it's dumb to write him off. I I, I really think it's a mistake to write him off. I'm always gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. We can we can forget about the big day if we need to. Like we can just scrap that from memory, you know. But you know, yeah. it's chance to rapper. Come on. I agree. I think it's like yeah, it's not the worst album ever right. by any means. And I think it's because his previous work was so high quality that like the letdown by the public, I think like almost drowned any positivity in that release. So I agree, man. I'm a big Chance right. fan. I, you know, he's the highs and lows with Joey Badass is a great song. Right. Uh, he's been dropping some great records. So I really Seriously. hope he continues to do that. And if you hear this, man. We're fans, and we we believe in you for the next record. Love you, awesome. bro. Awesome, seriously, and awesome. Now we're gonna pivot back to another incredible artist, which is you. And I appreciate that, man. Of course, and we've been talking about it a little bit, and we've you've been giving bits and pieces of it. So, you know, I actually saw that Saba commented on your Inside Out Instagram post, and and 
Is it true that Saba is the reason why you started rapping? And what is it about Saba's music that sparked your desire to create your own? Yeah, so uh, he is the inspiration uh, for me. Well, I wouldn't say he's inspired me to start rapping. Well, he did. Um, I guess take it more seriously mm -hmm. and be more vulnerable with it. Um, I think when I first found his music, that was when I was like, okay, like, I need to change my approach about how I'm doing this. I need to come from a place of vulnerability, transparency, and really do the listener service. Uh, you know, I'm not just going to be putting out empty records that don't benefit the listener or myself. Um, yeah, my, my relationship with Saba has been like a really crazy one. And, uh, you know, something that like I dream of years down in my career. Um, but 2019, obviously, um, like late 2018, I found his music. 2019, I started making music. Um, and then November 13th, 2019 was when I went to go um, see him in concert. Funny little backstory. Uh, I was so eager to just like get his attention. And like, of course, cause he's my favorite rapper. Um, so <laughs> my brother and I, Shinobi, uh, we posted a video of us dancing to the Pivot Gang song, Jason Statham part two. Um, and we're like, yo, tag Pivot Gang, tag Saba, all this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so Saba liked it, Pivot Gang liked it. You know, we were geeked out. Um, and Day Day, uh, producer, commented, was like, oh my gosh, like, this is hilarious. Um, and from there, I was like, oh my God, this is like how I can get in. So I DM'd him. Uh, we were talking. It was pretty chill. Um, and then he found out I was coming to the concert. He was like, yeah, dude, let me know when you're there. Like, you can meet the whole gang and everything. And I was like, Oh my gosh! Like it's so sick. I've been making music for less than a year, and I'm about to I'm about to be my favorite rapper. Like this is something like people like take ten years to do. Um, so fast forward to that, we're at the show. I got on stage. I danced with uh, Joseph Chilliams. Uh, it was like it was like this whole crazy thing, like a euphoric night. And then after the concert, they're back at the merch table, um, and of course it's crowding up, getting so crazy. People are taking pictures, but of course it's getting really overwhelming. Christella, Sabbath's manager, is like, look, unless you have merch, you can't take a picture. And I'm like, I know I did not just come all the way here to not meet my favorite rapper. Uh, I see this kid, and I to this day, it breaks my heart that I never got his name or information. I was like, yo, could I just take your shirt and say I bought merch so I can take a picture with Sabbath? He's my favorite rapper. He's like, bro, of course. Gives me the shirt. I get to go back there, chop it up with him, just, you know, fanning out for like 30 seconds to a minute, letting him know how much, you know, he's inspired me. And he was like, He's like, oh, I appreciate it so much. And like the one thing that he said that stuck out to me was like, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to see you again. Like, you know, I'm going to see you like this is not the last time we're going to meet. Hey. Uh, fast forward, uh, the co-sign for Inside Out uh, happened. And then, you know, um, I met him when I saw him uh, in concert at American University. Um, and then he, he recognized me. We got to chop it up. He followed me on Instagram that day. Uh, I have him on PlayStation. Uh, you know, he <laughs> get, so gave me sick. some feedback on some some demos and things like that. Um, so I'm very blessed and fortunate for him and Pivot Gang, um, and just for the love that they you know they've shown me. Even Christella, you know, she gave me her email to send her some questions. You know, when I ever have anything about the music industry, um, it's just like it's just so crazy that you know my favorite rapper and his entire you know group, you know, rocks to me to some degree. Uh. Yeah, he he was just like the main inspiration for, you know, getting to, you know, really kick off my career. Amine was the first rapper I kind of fell in love with uh, back when Caroline dropped 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, you know, like I said earlier, he told me how to have fun with music. Not to say that he can't be serious in his music. He's he's proven plenty of times that he can, you know, definitely be serious. But I think from just a melodic sense, he taught me how to have fun and, you know, be with the melodies and stuff like that. And then Sabbath came along, you know, really how to be vulnerable and, you know, just tell stories. And from there, that's like when I went from just like making more laid back, goofy songs to kind of just like, you know, honing it down. And, you know, taking my own approach at, you know, writing songs and really structuring them and create a narrative that I want to share with the world. So, you know, Saba's favorite rapper of all time, forever will be um, just, you know, the biggest Saba fan alive. So what a what a great moment when you meet your heroes and they're and they're great people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that. And that's like such a amazing moment, man. You've had like some really dope moments. I'm like, dude, like. You got you got a lot of like I don't know you got some good mojo you got some good sweat going on right there. Yeah, seriously. I feel shout like out God. yeah, I feel like you have a really I don't know man you seem like a really great and just like great things happen to great people. Cream rises to the top, man. So I'm 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 becoming more and more of a fan as this goes on. And I want to speak really quick on Amina. Um, yeah, I mean like that Limbo record is like one of my favorites in a yeah of a tw- like of a, a long time. I was obsessed with that record when it came out nonstop. I mean just like some of those. They're beautiful. Amazing. So I agree that he can have his um, vulnerable moments as well. And now kind of speaking about those two artists, is there any artist in Saba's tier that you think could actually become true superstars? Like, you know, we're always having these conversations about, I don't know if there's a gap of superstars. I saw that one of the people at TDA were saying that. Right. Do you see? Do you see people ascending to new heights? And what do you think defines a superstar in rap? Oh, I think... I absolutely think that people in Sabbath's tier are like just on the, the cusp of, you know, breaking out and having that, you know, mainstream superstar type of fame. I think when you look at what Saba has done independently, what Smino has done independently, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. No Name, you know, they're they're all just kind of going crazy in their own rights, rightfully so, um, you know, and they may not have that mainstream push to back them, um, but... I think that, you know, they're literally like the the next trio, uh, uh, a generation of superstars to kind of take over along with people like Mick Jenkins um, and people like that. You see J.I.D. taking off. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, uh, superstardom, I think it's kind of different for everybody. I think, you know, you kind of want to take into account what it means for you to be a star. Um, for me, that looks like, you know, um, people knowing your name just by saying it. Uh, I think, you know, especially with JID and surround sound and the crazy revival that's had. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's, that, that trend is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's wild. Um, but, you know, I think that um, just being able to have an impact um, where people know you just by name or playing a couple seconds of your song, um, you know, and, and not everybody, you know, strives for superstardom in that regard. Um, definitely. You know, yeah, I agree. That's definitely not, you know, my main focus as an artist, but, uh, you know, I could definitely see why that's so attractive, the appeal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you see it already with people like J.I.D. kind of taking off to the moon. Um, but I think, you know, people like Saba, Smino, No Name, Mick Jenkins, I think they're more than capable of having that. Mm-hmm. that do you love Chicago rappers? Dude, I I love I love Chicago. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of ironic. No, that I'm all totally the same. Yeah, Chicago, totally the same. Yeah, yeah. No, they, I think there's something. You know, no pun intended. There's something in the water. Absolutely. Um, and kind of when they were all dropping their their mixtapes, and yeah, and I, I was talking with one of my friends, and I feel like 
the the true ascension to superstardom happens when you drop like three quote unquote classic albums in a row. Right. Like when you see Kanye move from at the end of graduation or Kendrick at the end of damn or Drake after the run from take care to, if you're reading, this is too late. Like when you have those three projects that hit the culture right. in such a way. So no, I think it's a great answer too. And I mean, not everybody wants that. It's a lot right. of fucking pressure, hate trolls, whatever the word is. But um, right. and now kind of shifting back to your music a little bit. I want to say congratulations on glow stick. Thank you so much. I appreciate fire, it. Fire fucking record. Please listen to Thank that. Everybody. You. But can you walk me through what a Quadro rollout looks like? What types of content are you focusing on? What marketing channels are you looking to hit up? And which social media platform, which social media platform, excuse me, do you think is the most important for marketing your music? Yeah, so a rollout for me, um, obviously, I'm kind of learning as I go with each release, seeing what sticks and what doesn't. I think uh, you saw, kind of saw the rollout for Spleck, uh, just kind of how we moved with that, kind of just getting that word in every Every, everyone's faces, uh, just letting people know what Spleck was. Um, for me, it's just about intention and kind of, you know, letting every song have its own moment. Like Spleck was its own thing. And uh, we got something for that coming up for the one year anniversary. Uh, but, you know, when you have something like a whole project uh, versus a single, it's it's a little bit difficult to navigate between the two just because, you know, you don't know how people are going to receive it. Um, but for something like Glow Stick, um, single at the end of the year, um, you know, where people are kind of getting ready for that new year, not necessarily like anticipating anything, um, definitely went the more traditional route with just like short form content, um, especially with that song and just kind of the vibe that it gives off. I'm going to want to do like a, a cool little visualizer with just kind of some long exposure. Mm -hmm. um, really send that off. Uh, but yeah, I have a great community of people who support me. Again, shout out Joey Hip Hop. Um, shout out SK. Shout out Creator K. You know, Annabelle Klein. People like that who really, uh, you know, make it a point to show me love and uh, show the world, you know, what I have to offer. Um, so it's about, you know, the relationships that I've culminated, sharing my music with them. Um and yeah, uh, in terms of social media, it's been kind of, again, a learning moment with each one, seeing what sticks. But I often find that um, Twitter Twitter has been really instrumental to getting my music in New Year's um, just because um, I have like, you know, the the videos ready to go for replies under tweets and things like that. Um, and obviously, uh, just submitting, you know, to different playlists and, you know, curators who want to hear new stuff. Uh, so that definitely has been the most efficient one. Um, I'm trying to crack the code for TikTok. I've been on there relentlessly posting. Um, but yeah, Twitter for sure has been the most effective one for me personally. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why I asked that is because there's going to be, again, other artists listening to this. And I think it's smart for them to get a window into each person's process. And the thing that I love about Twitter, the way that you're going about it is I've spoken with my team about it. Sometimes it's best instead of like, you know, TikTok, you're casting a really wide net, hoping right. that you get fans of music or you, whatever. But when you go about and if you go about it in the Twitter aspect, you're actually going after the early adopters right? who care about finding new music and are going to um, share it with their friends and I think even to this day beyond any algorithm share like you're gonna trust the voice of your friend telling you to listen to something over anyone absolutely 
So I think it's very smart that you're going about it in that way. And I would recommend other people try and um, meet those incredible people online. Like, I don't know all the people you name. I know Joey. Um, And it's just like even with the interactions that I've met with, you know, Bryce Fitz or anyone else online, like these people in these communities are really great people. Like, obviously, you're going to find different types of people, but reach out to them, follow in uh, the footsteps that we're laying out here, man. And I I I think you got a really great um, you're in a really great position, man. And I'm really excited to hear that. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Now let's go guys. I'm going to, I've just been, you've been killing this interview and I'm so sorry, but now we got to go to the semifinals where it's going to get even tougher. Cause the nature, just like in hot ones with the wings getting hotter, the matchups should get harder too. So let's go for the left side of the bracket for the semifinals. Let's go life versus broken girls Ooh, i'm gonna have to go broken girls on this one. Oh, that was quick i love it all right i'm gonna have to go broken girls again just because of the the personal connection i have with the song and just like i don't know i feel like the instrumentation i think that's like one of the most beautifully produced songs ever made um and yeah again like it's just nothing against life i think life is an incredible record i think it's again like one of just one of a kind, one of the best songs of all time. Uh, but Broken Girls is just like has has a more sentimental meaning to me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, like I'm gonna go home on the way home and listen to this entire album again. I are you surprised with any of the seedings? Like these are based on popularity. Are you surprised that like, let's say calligraphy is number three or like that? Like it's like do you think like is there any of that surprise you? Yeah. Again, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that you kind of organize them by streams. Um, but I'm surprised that Fighter didn't make the cut. Uh, yeah, I was too. Yeah, like that actually has like snuck up and become one of my favorites. I think uh, just on a relatable note, um, the content in it, one of the the bars, one of my favorite bars of all time. Um, it's harder to love myself when all these people compliment me. Somehow it just remind me what I don't got um again for me personally just kind of just you know when people say things about you like oh like you're so smart like all this blah 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 especially going through the college the college application process if you're like are you applying to this school this school you so get into this school like in reality knowing myself um it's like you know you kind of get imposter syndrome a little bit it's like oh maybe i don't have these qualities for this school blah 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 like you're saying that i'm smart but like deep down like i don't feel that or you know just just things of that nature and so again i have a really deep appreciation for that song and even jump into like prom king at number seven like that i thought that was going to be like one or two seed yes yeah, um, but you know it's just it's, it's crazy how um different the perspectives are when you look at an album face value just from the streams alone you can kind of like make an educated guess as to what the heavy hitters are but like it's it isn't until you really listen to the album in depth where you can really see what your favorites are yeah, it always surprises me. There's always a couple that surprise me. I agree yeah. that there's some that um, definitely surprise me. Wait, so do you go to American University? No, I go to the University of Mary Washington, uh, which Got is it. a school in Virginia. American is about an hour 20 from me down in D.C. Uh, my manager it. goes there, so I'm down there a lot, uh, you know, just catching the free concerts and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. My dad actually went there. That's oh, cool. that's fire. Yeah, Um so dope. All right. Uh, now we have broken girls onto the finals, but we got to do the other side really quick. Ooh. We're going to be doing heaven all around me 
versus prom slash king and they follow each other actually they in do. the track list so they break do. it down for me oh man like i think about uh like prom king and heaven all around me again like you know how they like follow each other in the track list like prom king is like that climax in the movie where like you have that one revelation it's like you know the the scene where all the quotables are like you know like when the movie accounts post like all oh, the chilling scene from so and so like i think that's what prom king is and heaven all around me is like that bittersweet ending that you know everyone just kind of reflects on after they walk out of the movie uh but you know in terms of just tugging at heartstrings i think prom king is like really like practically untouchable like you you can't like it's hard to knock off it's really hard to knock off prom king so we're sending that through to the final yeah, I think to me it reminds me of like Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. Yes. Where like if that was in a bracket, I'd be pretty I'd be pretty confident that might win. So right. uh no, that was a good example though too. It's like, you know, prom slash king is like when like Tony Stark is like I am Iron Man and yeah. then like Heaven All Around Me is like the funeral. Right, exactly. So it's like there's two different things, but they leave you uh feeling two different ways. So awesome guys. Exactly. Now that we now that we have the finals, I wanted to do little game though before we finish so let's go it was on your twitter and i saw that you sent out some just i love it just like an incredible artist that you would want to do features with so i think we should play a game of would you rather let's go so, let's I'm, I, so I chose something to put against each other all right first one jordan ward or toby lou oh i'm gonna go jordan ward I'm gonna go Jordan Ward. I've been a fan of Jordan Ward since 2019. Uh, I just love the energy that he brings to his music. Uh, I think that you know our both our personalities, even outside of music, we just mesh so well together. Uh, so definitely Jordan Ward. Nothing against Toby Lou. A lot of people actually, you know, say my music reminds them of Toby Lou, and I think we would also make a great duo. But Jordan just has that energy uh, and his his production and melodies. Just everything about him is just so captivating. So. I love to make a record with him. Jordan, if you're listening, hit my line, brother. Dude, we, we you got to clip all these. I you explaining yeah, that? I got the, to. Just you to got shoot it. my shot. Exactly. This is this is your second shooting your yeah. shot. All right. This one is like I'm really interested in because like I love both these artists so much. Right. All right. Red Veil or Chris Patrick? Oh my god. I know, dude. The crazy thing is like uh Red Veil he he's from Maryland. I'm from Virginia. So we're about an hour away from each other. Uh, we kind of have, like, I kind of have personal connection with both. Uh, I've chopped out a red veil a bunch of times. I'm really close with his best friend, Damari. Uh, oh my gosh. And of course, Chris Patrick is someone who I met in 2020 has shown me a lot of love. Um, and almost actually was on that's tough. He was almost a consideration for a uh, feature oh, wow. on that stuff. And that would have been crazy in itself. Uh, but wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, dude, this is crazy. Like, I <laughs> thought is... it was going to be like Drake or Kendrick, but it's like, it's Chris or. These are like the. I, I try to match them up so they make sense, too. Absolutely. Wow. Um, I, I don't know if I can answer that. Like, I want to work with both of them so bad. So, so bad. Um, Man. How about how about this on the uh, how about this the uh, you open up the that's tough remix you can only choose one for it. which one would it be for that stuff I think I would go with Chris just because of like you know how 
how like technical and the speed at which like yeah, he, he executes yeah. songs like that so perfectly. Not to say Redville couldn't do that, but you know, Chris, that's like alley oop to Chris. Yeah. No, Chris has like a really unique approach to flowing while also I mean, just like his word choices are ridiculous. Absolutely. Like, like he he inspires me so much. I was actually in a group chat with him and a, a bunch of other rappers back in twenty twenty one, uh, where we did a verse a day. Um, we were just sending a verse every single day, uh, whether that was like from the mic or just like recording it over voice memos. And he was just sending in there, sending a bunch of just crazy stuff over and over again. And like he continues to serve as a source of inspiration for me, someone who's been in my corner. Um, we performed together at uh, Amfest at American to open up for Rich the Kid. And just, you know, being in his presence, seeing him work and operate, you know, when it's go time is it's just super inspirational. Yeah. Shout out uh, Noah, Chris and Dendan. No, they're also, and I've spoken to them. They're all amazing guys. If you guys are Seriously. seeing this, I uh, appreciate you guys. Yeah. And then uh, let's do this one's, I'm going to say this one fast. I'm going to go to the next one. Healy or Carter Ace? Oh. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, oh I love it. I love it. I love it. I hope I didn't just pop the mic, Kaden. Sorry about oh that. Oh my gosh. Carter Ace and Healy. Oh my gosh. Carter Ace is someone who uh, I fell in love with this music recently about like a year ago um, and he's been really dope and instrumental of showing me love and things like that. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get one in eventually. Um, but Healy, man, he, he is one of my favorite artists of all time. His album tungsten um, is right behind care for me on the list of my favorite albums. Um, it's crazy talking to uh, Healy during the process in which Spluck was being made. I actually sent him over the initial demo for sentimental because um it was heavily inspired just with the background vocals and stuff by his song everything's fine um mm -hmm. and just like sharing that moment with him and um just talking to him about the process of making spleck and things like that he was very receptive and actually sat down and we had like a about a two-hour conversation um just really dope getting his input um and his blessing and wow. you know he actually has sent me some like unreleased songs as well um you know, just having those moments with your favorite artists is like, you know, something that like, again, like it's, it's something I dreamed of uh, forever. So I, I would have to go. I would have to go with Healy on this one. Like that would just be a dream come true. Dude, I'm blown away. Like I bring up these people. You're like, yeah, you know, we've chopped it up a couple of times. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, dude, if I. Yeah, it's amazing. Like it's so to have those just dialogues is like those those are inspiring probably enlightening right empowering there's so many different adjectives like that's awesome yeah it's such a blessing man seriously man keep doing that just being in those rooms um or just chat rooms or just anywhere right. all right now i love that you named these two female artists lizzie mcalpine or pink panthers Ooh. if i'm if i'm butchering anyone's name i'm so sorry by the way no 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 you got it perfectly right um uh, perfect uh, again, like growing up, like I didn't even touch rap. Well, I, I'll say I listened to rap like casually, like just as everyone did growing up. Um, but it wasn't until like my junior, senior year of high school that I really fell in love with the genre. Um, so before then, growing up was a lot of pop, alternative rock music, um, people like Five Things of Summer, Paramore, um, and like folk music because, you know, I play guitar. So anything that's kind of guitar centered, acoustic guitar centered something that has a special place in my heart. And Lizzie is somebody um, who I found actually through a friend of mine, Sinia Khan, who is a uh, part of Tiny Habits. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but incredible trio. Um, but 
yeah, again, her music, her her folk style and like her songwriting um, is something that I really admire and just really love. Um, so I'd probably have to go with Lizzie. Uh, again, she's one of my favorite artists as well. Uh, her album, Five Seconds Flat, is, you know, on that list of favorite albums. Um, I don't have a cool story about talking to her, uh, <laughs> but you know, I would definitely would love the chance to to work with her. That's awesome. That was a great answer. And just what a, what a great journey. I feel like you've really grown with a lot of these artists that you love. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Which, which is, you know, you're not a, you know, you're, you're, you're a consistent fan, which is awesome. And now yes, you're sir. your own artist. And then finally, this one's tough. Pivot Gang or Amina? Oh my gosh. Like, uh, why do you, why, why? Like, I feel like you just set up this interview to just make me answer the hardest questions ever. <laughs> I just want, I feel like when I do that, you give you show people the best side of yourself. So yeah. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I think about this stuff all the time. I feel like if I was in a session with Pivot Gang and like it was just like one big cypher song, like I would probably write the greatest verse of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, like just, you know, being in a room with so many wordsmiths. Um, but with Amine, again, like, you know, he was the foundation for, you know, like again, I credit my sound to two major artists, Amine and Saba. Um, you know, you hear elements of Amine heavily with his album, Good For You, in Spleck, uh, you know, so, oh my gosh, I feel like that that journey with making a song with him, again, we would just bounce off of each other so well, <laughs> just because of the energy we curate. Oh my gosh, dude, I'm uh, literally like about to start sweating. Yeah. Oh my we, didn't even, we didn't even do Hot Wings on this one. I know, literally. Uh, just because I haven't really met him yet. I'm gonna go with Amine just because I feel like later on down the line, within the next couple of years, hopefully I can get one in with Pivot Gang. Um, you will, but absolutely, yeah. What am I saying? I will. Pivot Gang, you watching this? Let's lock in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Amine. Uh, you know, I feel like you know, especially with all the comparisons that I got to him with Inside Out, um, and it's crazy. Apparently, his manager heard that song. So if you if you're watching this and you know you're you're hearing this. Hell yeah. I, I would love to, you know, make something. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely just, I'm going to go with Mine. I'm going to go with Mine for this one. Awesome. Thank you for doing all that. I'm sorry that uh, it was, I mean, it was, you You gave me all the names perfectly. So I was like, I, I had to do it. So great job on that. Now, man, the it. final, the final tough decision. We are going to go back to the board. Everyone do the final. It is going to be Broken Girls versus Prom slash King. Again, just like, you know, falling back on what I said, like it, it's 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 prom slash king. Like, yeah, you, you yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I agree. feel like no matter what song was in the final two, like no one really stood a chance. Like it was it was cute, you know. But yeah. like prom slash king, like again, like I don't I don't need to explain it further. It's just it wins. Yeah, no, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's the strongest record here and especially like in this kind of arena no pun intended like um the legacy of the song it's like so universally loved and there's a lot of claim behind it so no i think, I think right. it was a great answer amazing job on both the questions and the bracket um i kind of want questions <laughs> i appreciate it thank you um i want to open up kind of space for you to say anything to the audience to your fans is there anything that you want to plug please tell everyone your socials your handles everything yeah um you know splick uh, was kind of part one. Um, the whole phrase "Black Macchiato Rivera" is something that I would just keep my eyes and ears on. Uh, to you know, to just to to spoil everything, uh, it's a 
three three little little trilogy going on. We're gonna have projects from Macchiato and Rivera Love that. Um, coming soon. Um, definitely in the early stages of Macchiato. Um, you're gonna get a different side of me with each one. Um, just to give a little hint uh, at Macchiato. Um, obviously Macchiato, you hear coffee. Um, so coffee brings chill vibes. Um, so Macchiato to put it in picture form is like a conversation you would have in a coffee shop with somebody. It's going to be real intimate. Um, it's a lot of raps. Um, so hopefully, you know, when that one is done um, and out to the world, you guys are going to hear a different side of me. Um, but yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to Lane, my whole team, uh, my manager, uh, you know, my girl, my brother Shinobi, who's actually my twin, by the way. Shout out him. Hey. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, Joey, hip hop, SK, all the people show me love. Tall Cohen, incredible, incredible, incredible artist. You guys need to check out his album, Party for One, his debut album that he dropped back in August. Um, actually, July. I lied. It was July. Sorry, Tall. Um, in July, July. In July. In July <laughs> yeah. Shout out Tall Cohen. Shout out uh, Goldie, an artist from Chicago, underground artist. Uh, shout out Pama. Shout out Zuri. Um, shout out Young Sum. Shout out Michael. Uh, just shout out everybody. Shinobi. Uh, man, I feel like I'm like accepting an award, shouting out everybody right now. <laughs> Dude, um, but you yeah, just ran, you just ran the gauntlet. You finished the bracket, man. This is your award. Yeah, I you, know, you earned, you earned I this, dude. You earned this. Oh man! Uh, shout out you guys for this interview. I, I truly appreciate you taking the time to do your research and you know come prepared and give me the best interview I've had to date. So I really do appreciate you guys for your time and everything you do. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And just to everyone listening, and just even you. Uh, I'm going to kind of reiterate what Saba said. Like, I feel like I'll be seeing you again. I think that uh, in life, when things become a pattern, it's because people deserve it, whether it's negative or positive. These blessings that keep happening to you are definitely deserved. So please just keep pursuing this with the positive positivity, ambition, and just initiative. And man, I really can't wait to see how everything plays out for you next year because I think you're going to have an amazing 2024. Man, I appreciate that so much, man. You know, we we take everything one day at a time. Uh, next year, we already kind of got a rough, a rough draft of what's gonna go down. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to hear the new music and you know the new things you bring to the table. Um, but yeah, until then, stay tuned. Make sure you know you follow me on all platforms at Quajo on everything. K W A J O O O. Uh, Glow Sick is out now. Last song of the year. Make sure you guys go stream that. Produced by writer Mamo, a lobster trapper. Shout out those boys. Mix and master by Overspace, the best engineer in the game. Uh, and yeah, God bless you guys. Stay safe. Be warm. It's cold. Christmas is coming up. Uh, and yeah, stream Spleck, of course. Keep streaming that. Uh, and I, th I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Uh, but yeah. Dude, shout out your entire team. Thank you guys for making sure that he keeps releasing amazing music and supporting him. Please hope you guys stay together. Keep doing amazing things. The artist's name is Quijo. The album is Spleck. New record, Glow Stick. Please stream everything. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Vibe Call West Radio, episode done.